so. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of Channel 36. I'm your host, Hannah, and today we are here with Alex, Andrea, Danny, Kat, Jessica, and Jake. And we are going to be talking about all the misconceptions and myths that we have dealt with growing up with ADHD and what it was like to deal with all of those. Would anyone like to start? Um, I think the one of the biggest myths is that ADHD and bad parenting are... Mm. Um, you know, what's in common with ADHD is that if you have ADHD, you weren't parented adequately, or if you are a parent and your child has ADHD, you are not parenting them adequately. Um, and I'm just wondering if that is common within the room. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say, I mean, my parents, my mom, anytime we talk about how we grew up or like our difficulties, she's, she always says, is it because I was the bad mother? I, I paid for a tutor for you. And we definitely had a lot of that, but we also had, um, my eldest sister has cerebral palsy, so my mom would just say like, tough nuggets, you know, each of you gets 25% of my love and attention, and Shira happens to take a big chunk because she's in a wheelchair, which is not any fault of hers, but like, my, my parents definitely were neglectful, and I don't know if that con like contributed to our ADHD, but it definitely amplified it, I don't know. Anyone else? I had really bad parents, so I don't think <laughs> <laughs> you, really you don't know about my bad Yeah, my backstory comes with a trigger warning. I was abused growing up, so I come from a totally different background. So we'll leave me out of this into the go. But I, I, I also <laughs> think, but I, I can prove the myth because I did have bad parents. Right, but lots of you know, like that's just like I, Jack doesn't have a bad parent, right? Yeah. And and he's not experiencing that, and yet he still has ADHD. And so, um, and I think for me, it's dealing with, you know, the doctor's offices and the school in particular, where I'm oh, yeah. absolutely made to feel like, you know, like I want to sit in a room for two hours and not hear one positive remark, yeah, yeah. you know? I and feel like I was a bad kid with a behavior problem. Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel like you're, you're made to feel like you're a bad kid mm -hmm. at schools ever? Yeah. Do you want to talk about that a little bit more? If you want. I'd like to talk to Have you ever been made to feel like you're not good or you you behave badly with like even if it's a supply teacher like have they ever made you feel like they were following you or watching you or so could you want to talk about uh, that? Really <laughs> <laughs> um, like some there, experience? So cool. Yeah, I actually really like to give so, from you. Uh, wait, I talk about the teacher following me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I was I was coloring a picture, and then um, the, I noticed the teacher was watching me, so I went somewhere else, and she was still following me. So I kept walking around the room, and then and then and then they said I had to go to the bathroom, uh -huh. and then when I came back from the bathroom, she was like looking at the door right when I came back. Oh, waiting for you to yeah. walk through that door. Yeah, really, really weird and uncomfortable. Um, did anyone here uh, have the pleasure of having their friends or a coworker ever say, you know, back in my day, if a child was fidgeting in class, it was just because they were lazy or because they were bored and they're just a creative child and should go to an art school. 
this whole ADHD thing is just the doctors trying to dope up all our kids or the pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> Danny? Go for it, yeah, okay, so um, a couple couple things here. Um, first of all, uh, for people that have been listening know that I have the, I don't know if, if you want to say the, no, well, yes, the experience, but I was going to say the, the token good parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, yes. <laughs> so, so my, um, my parents, uh, my mother especially, for sure struggled with all of the teachers and all of the principals. Um, she was like always in my corner and because my whole family had ADHD yeah. um, and she was on the nose about this. Like I, since I've been telling her about this podcast, she keeps telling me about more things. Um, and she was saying that like even, even before she took my brothers and my father to that, that uh, psychiatrist to, diagnose them or really to treat their aggression but essentially to diagnose them um she uh went to some lecture at u of t about adhd and add and all these early studies and this was like the early 90s um if not like the late 80s before i was even born yet and um and she was saying that that what this this researcher was was describing was exactly what my my eldest brother was exhibiting and so she went to to her pediatrician who was a very like you know well renowned like experienced um caring like very very good by all means uh doctor and she brought this up to him and he was like oh no 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 this is nothing this is just a quack you know what? new agey excuse this is nothing um and so like back then it was definitely a huge struggle and like a pivotal thing for my mother to like i guess get that fire under her to keep fighting for us always um but like at the same token i have also gotten that that creative like she's she's not uh paying attention in class because she's distracted by you know her imagination is too is too big and 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 it's hard for her to to focus on on the now and 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 all of the stuff maybe she'd be better suited somewhere else and and perhaps again this is my mom's stubbornness and and refusal to think of adhd as a disease or anything less but she always like got pissed off at anybody that said anything like that was like no, you're right. My daughter is creative. She does have an imagination, but she is too smart for your class. And it was like, she's like, it's not her fault. It's your fault. And then, and then would like take me out and take me somewhere else. Um, so it's it's like I have like a weird sort of again like double side sided thing with this is like yes, I have experienced all of these things, and and for the most part I have sort of conformed to some of those those myths but have also through my my mother and her her activity um reclaimed some of those myths and 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 etc as like something that's that's more in my power this goes to like that that superpower thing yeah Yeah. so um i guess what i was coming up ADHD wasn't yet a thing. It wasn't really discussed yet. It was really only when, when I was probably in early high school that people started diagnosing it. Like, I, we never heard of it growing up. And um, so, you know, I showed, showed a lot. What year is this? 
Um, that was like I was like went to high school in like ninety five. Okay. So, gotcha. yeah, and so, um, but I was kind of like the primarily inattentive kind, so I would just read during class and lose every paper I was ever handled, mm-hmm. and my mom would go to parent-teacher things, and they would be like, look, your kid's kind of smart, but like, let me show you his desk, <laughs> and it would just be like crammed full of all the paper, and it'd be like paper laying on the ground around my desk, because I just like, yeah. um, but so it's like I just kind of spent my time being like, I kind of also didn't really believe in, in ADHD. And I was like, you know, it's probably like, I don't know if this is really a disease. Um, you know, if you, and like, even now I'm kind of like, it's a disorder. It's a, yeah. It's something you inherit. Yeah. But it's like, so it's like, you know, if we were, if we were like in hunter gatherer times, like we spent most of our evolutionary history, um, this, it would not be as disabling. Oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I say that all the yeah. time. Yeah, like, but like, but it is. Yeah, it wasn't like, the reason why there's more diagnoses for ADHD and autism is because we know what it is now. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't mean it's happening more. It just means that we know what it is. Yeah, and so now we have better treatments and stuff for it too. Um, yeah. Um, they used to, if you had, like, depending on, like, where on the spectrum for autism, they used to keep, uh, young adults and children um, in handcuffs and, yeah, and chained yeah. like it, they were like uh, criminals yeah. and um, like there are some it's like the wars. Yeah. yeah and yeah, for the, and that, that would be yeah. like and, and I remember seeing this was actually just a couple of weeks ago where I saw like you know those pictures that are have so much of an impact yeah. of, inside of one of those from like 50 years ago and I think that we're so fortunate to have um, all these diagnoses coming mm-hmm. forward and it's not so much that you know there's so many well people are saying like oh we didn't have that back in my day back well no you day. didn't because you didn't have the knowledge you didn't have the access you you know you you chose people to deal with it yeah, and you didn't right. care and people he was just care. a bad yeah. kid and you know so I'm not going to yeah. deal with it and he, he needs to go yeah. 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 do you think that just because you can't get a shot to cure it that it's like because you can't see it. Yeah. 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 And yes. It's funny because like they, we have all of these like, you know, the beginning of time, the beginning of our species, we have the genetic markers for ADHD, for autism, and people are still denying it and I don't understand how mm-hmm. they can deny the facts. Yeah. yeah. There right. are still so people who think the earth is flat. Yeah. That's, that's very true. <laughs> so, Lots of people who the president too. of the United States recently. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, let's, uh, let's not talk about the US. I like I, I kind of I mean I came around like when I was like 35 mm-hmm. and I was trying to finish my PhD and like I mean I sucked at college my grades were always bad but my standardized test scores were okay I sucked at grad school because I could not get anything done mm-hmm. and I'd had a doctor I trusted and so one time I was talking to her like yeah I feel like I can never remember anything and um, she gave me some testing and like I was diagnosed with ADHD and I was like well this is fake did you want some medication I'm like no um, so yeah, that's dumb. So I, I tried like like some like the the brain training programs and like I you know like I don't think I've work, seen that no no not really but I wanted to tr- you know but I tried like you know the Pomodoro method if, if if you if you are open to it I was open to it. I did it for a long time and like maybe it helped a little bit but it, it did not it did not get me where I needed to be no that's true well, I, yes, I guess that's the like thing the slow brain thing it'll but, it'll it'll happen just like. 
20 years later. Ah, okay, well, up. I'll keep waiting. <laughs> but so, yes, like I was doing this, like the Pomodoro thing, which is the most helpful thing I'd ever done. And I realized that, but you keep track of your time really minutely. And it's like, oh, wow, I work, yeah, I go to work for 10 hours and I really do like half an hour of productive work. Oh, yeah. And I'm, oh, I am yeah. working yeah. as hard yeah. as I can. Like, I, this is hard. And so it's like, I'm not going to finish my dissertation. There's no way. So, okay, I'm going to cheat. And so I went back to the doctor. like, okay, I'm ready to try medication now. I'm just going to cheat and get through this. And <laughs> it was really life-changing. And <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I was like, oh, wow, this is like, I can, people could just sit down and just like read a thing. Yeah. You could just like, sometimes if you want to do something, you could just go do it. Yeah. And so it really kind of changed our mind. Like, okay, yeah, this is actually a kind of like disabling thing. Yeah. Um, it's real. I'm wondering though, if you, Jessica, have dealt with any uh, like combat from other mothers or other people in your friendship circle about like, having a son with ADHD or medicating him or anything around yeah, that. I, there's the the big stigma on medication itself. And then there's this conversation that I've heard from multiple, like a few different sources where, um, you know, if you give him this medication, you're turning him into a drug addict. How, how old is he? He's going to be nine in March. Nine yeah. is a great time. Yeah. yeah. And I just, to me, it's like I'm not going, you know, grabbing this from a dealer. I'm. <laughs> he's under close watch of a doctor. Doctors recommending titrating him up. Um, to me, um, if you don't fix something um, within yourself. I think later in life you try to fix it however you can with yeah. substance yeah, yeah. abuse. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, and in professionally now, like I'm a mental health worker, and I see a lot of people who probably started at the gates as a kid with ADHD left mm -hmm. untreated. Yeah. You know, and so I think by treating him his with medication, um, the results are there, number one. Yeah. <laughs> and also number two, it's I'm, I, I think I'm helping him avoid that. You yeah. know, I mean, I'm not saying like, oh, it's never gonna happen. I mean, weird things happen, right? Yeah. And that's life. But I'm saying I don't think that this, if something did happen, it would be a result of him uh, taking medication. Yeah. Okay. Personally. I also mm -hmm. like wreck my self-esteem like growing up without, because I was always like, What's wrong with me? Why? Why am I so like? I'm both like lazy and stupid, and it's like, but I'm also just, like like completely crazy because I can't do this stuff that I'm trying to do. So it's like somehow I'm all three of those things all the time. Yeah. And so yeah, it really was like changing to be like, oh, I have like some efficacy. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of on that point. I think um, I was diagnosed with ADHD really late. It was my last year of university um, when I finally got diagnosed, and I think that it, with your point of if you don't get diagnosed and start using the the correct medication accordingly um you really can get into trying to fix the issue with something else that ultimately doesn't lead to a positive um outcome so yeah you know so i in university things got really like you know I, school was challenging to me because my parents Similarly, um, I have, you know, the token really, really supportive parents. And uh, so school, because I was put in challenging schools that really pushed me to succeed, it was it was always challenging. But in in university, it got 
genuinely hard. Um, and I didn't really know how to deal with it at first. And, you know, what my go-to was, okay, I'm going to, like, if I feel stressed, I'm just going to smoke some weed instead of, <laughs> instead of you know, worrying about this, instead of having to study. And it would also, the weed I, like, kind of noticed would help me slow down a little bit so then I yeah. could actually read something or study something for a little bit longer period of time. Um, you know, and then I, from, like, the alcohol and marijuana, and I don't think, like, they're not gateway drugs, but I think, like, in university, I don't, that, that it came to a time that it wasn't doing it for me. You know, it was still yeah, hard. And it, and it becomes not fun anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, other things become available. Yeah, and, you know, it's like, ooh, like, let's do some coke instead. Like, yay! And, you know, I think that, if I were to have been diagnosed much earlier, I would, I, I mean, who knows if I would have used those things later in life. But I think that when I finally was diagnosed and was prescribed medications, it was so relieving because I knew that I had a sustainable um, assuming I had enough money to afford it, sustainable <laughs> amount that I didn't feel like necessarily dependent on, you know, because it was something that someone had cleared me as I have an issue and this will help fix it rather than, you know, having to go out and at three in the morning to go find my weed dealer or something <laughs> like that. You know, once I knew that this, this is what I have as my resource to deal with my issue and I only have this much, you know, for per month, I think that really allowed me to get much more responsible with like portioning out pretty much everything in my life. Like I think that having that kind of helped me like portion out the rest of the substances into a way that it was much more manageable. And I think I was able to, you know, both do better because I could actually focus on my stuff, but then also stop using those other things that I thought was helping me, but was really just like another distraction that right. ultimately detrimented me in the end. Which I, we're really good at being like constantly bored, but also constantly distracted. And I think that is why we, um, I was talking about this with my therapist the other day when I told her about how I had decided to like seek sobriety and all that. And so we were talking about that and because she's not super familiar with ADHD outside of like what she's learned in school. Um, so I mentioned, I said, I think the reason why a lot of people with ADHD seek out uh, party drugs is because we lack um, a like spike in our dopamine. So when we get used to taking our Concerta or Adderall and all these uh, methamphetamine based medications, we get used to the spike in our dopamine levels and then when we don't have that like especially when we're in university and we're young adults and we have access to money and we have friends who are like let's go out and party it happens for us and Danny really wants to say something so <laughs> so I I don't I don't know I have never done the science research to back this by any means but um, from personal experience I was put on medication when I was in grade three 
Um, and back then it was like just riddling, you know, it was early days. And so I've been through the ringer of all of the things and, and it was very difficult. And, and yes, um, medication for ADHD is extremely helpful. It is a tool to help us reach our ends, but it is, it is not to say that someone's not going to, yeah. you know, get get mm-hmm. depression or yeah, someone's not yeah. going to feel feel badly right. about themselves or have low self-esteem or or any of those, you know, compounding issues that that people that have undiagnosed ADHD also suffer mm-hmm. from. You know, that kind of thing sort of goes hand in hand, yeah. um, unfortunately. Um, but I lost my glasses. <laughs> I know we do, but um, I also now just got distracted and <laughs> forgot what I was saying. It's oh yes, 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 yes. Okay. So um, that being said, um, being on amphetamines my entire life, essentially, um, I'll say that other drugs just don't do it. Like they don't. I mean, like they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. For me, like I, I've, I've tried them all. I think we talked about this in another yeah, yeah, episode. Yeah. yeah, I've not, not all, but I've, I've, <laughs> you know, I've, I've done the party thing, um, and and it just it either didn't do anything for me, or or just made me made me feel like I was on my medication. I was just like, yeah, okay, now I just want to go study. Yeah, like, it's like, well, better go do give me assignment. give me a book and let me read this book quietly in the corner while you yeah. all party over there. Like that's. So, so I don't know if that's maybe like an upside of early medicating. <laughs> I, um, sorry, I just wanted to touch on that really quickly. And, and uh, I just wanted to say, like, for my son, I didn't just do medication. Woo, you know, here we go. Yeah. I also, we did a lot of programming. We did a lot of therapy, too. And I think, as you mentioned, with that self-esteem piece, because of everything that took place um, before the diagnosis was addressed, um, there was that self-esteem. There is that, you know, like you've got kind of a, a sticker on your back now and mm-hmm. everyone knows who you are now. And, yeah, that's true. You know, and so I thought that was very healthy that, okay, yes, we're doing the medication piece, but he's also learning about how to move forward and to, yeah. you know, yeah. and the, not just using medicine as a band-aid. Yeah, right? the key is literally combining those yeah. two things, of, of using the medication to get you to the point where you can start learning better behaviors and and better habits and things and I, just like every other person and it's totally about balance right like it's uh-huh. just like if yeah. we're, if we're going to do the medication let's balance it with some group and some socialness yeah. you know yeah. and then we yeah. kind of got that's true and it's easier to do that today with the medication that's available absolutely how lucky are we yeah so Thanks, no Danny. it's okay uh <laughs> you know i actually think um I think you would probably end up with less of a prevalence of kids ending up doing harder drugs whenever they're treated for ADHD because then it's a medical condition and they're taking them the drugs for a medical condition and they're getting treated for other underlying, possibly getting treated for other underlying things that prevent them from getting into the stage of addiction anyway because we know the like one of the leading causes for addiction is loneliness. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. depression and loneliness. ADHD and so it's really lonely. Right, it is. And so like if you're if you get treated early on and you get, get taught like appropriate social skills and stuff like that, then you're less likely to go into drugs. Mm-hmm. Um 
from my situation, I was diagnosed late on when I was like 16, 15, 16. Um, but my mom was a cop and my dad was a Marine. So no <laughs> drugs for you. No drugs for me. Um, yeah, so I was on my ADHD meds and I was, you know, my dad actually kept them and gave them to me every morning. Um, yeah. So my dad would keep them and give them to me every day. And it was weird though, because like my stepmom is a licensed clinical social worker in like two different States in the U S and she teaches family class, like family and parenting classes. And they're the worst parents. Like their, their idea of supplementing my medication was to send me to a psychiatrist to talk about being to talk about stuff related to the reactive attachment disorder and then oh yeah i'm I'm a really fun person (laughs) Um, so uh but then and then of course they refused to tell me that i had reactive attachment disorder until i was like 24 is when i found out so i didn't even know that I had been diagnosed with RAD until I was an adult, and I never actually received proper treatment for it to this day, and I'm like almost 30. And so now I've got ADHD on top of it, and it was like crazy, you know, like their idea of treating me was to give me the medicine, tell me to shut up and punish me with physical corporal punishments, like taking my doors off the hinges so I didn't have a bedroom door for two years, and I wasn't allowed to socialize or see my friends for four years. Like, I'd get punished for having bees, you know, like bruises on my body, all that kind of, we've talked about it before. But uh, like, so it's weird that like, even like I, recipe wise, that whole stir in the pot, I should have come out like horrible, drug addict, alcoholic, homeless, and all of that stuff. And I'm still, (laughs) oh wait, there's more. (laughs) Been there, done that. No, um, no, uh, so I like, I never actually, I've never done anything other than marijuana. Like I've never done hard drugs ever. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm such a prude. No, I grew up in the South and I went to finishing school. She's Proper lady. ladies don't do stuff like that. No. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so it's just like you know, I and I even, didn't even start smoking marijuana until I was like 25, 26. Like I waited a really long time yeah. to start doing that stuff, and for me it was because like it wasn't worth it. And then I'd Thank also you. been through a period of alcoholism, and I was like, yeah. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> so like, and thankfully it was only like six or seven months before I was like. I need to stop doing this because I'm living in my car and showering yeah. at my gym. I need to, like, not do this. Um, so I kind of quickly cleaned well, it up good. and moved over to pot, which was way better. But I still, like, I kind of agree, though. It's like a, it's like an escape sometimes. And sometimes I pair it with, like, my Adderall just to kind of – because, yeah. like, I don't take the XRs. I take the tablets. So they can right. come on kind of heavy sometimes. And so and that's, like – Yeah, but I definitely wouldn't sit around and tell people I'm a drug addict. Like, there's no, like, I'm a functioning adult. I'm the operations manager of a brand new restaurant that's opening up. Like, I've worked my ass off for 10 years to get there. How dare somebody tell me that I'm a drug addict? Yeah. You know, like, no way. And yeah. so I, I have a question. Um, wait, can I just add something real quick to that? Sure, definitely. I think, okay, just from this conversation, I think, um, like, I think it's not, I think it's accurate to say that, Safe to say, yeah, I think that when you get diagnosed and prescribed medication, in addition to other treatments, I think one starts to see the medication as a tool that can help them rather than seeing like similar substances or recreational substances as something to do and abuse 
someone sees that difference between their medication helping them and probably feels less, um, I don't know, feels less of a, a want or a pressure to do those other substances. That's how I consume oh, yeah. cannabis, yeah. Yeah. Is, is thinking about it as a tool. And, it's, right. and the moment that that turns to thinking, like to using it as an escape or, or a, you know, a substitute or something like that, that's when I know... I gotta pull back, yeah. because ultimately, like like you're saying, these are these are substances that that are at our disposal to help us function at our peak. Um, question for uh, actually everyone, especially if you have siblings. Um, one thing you mentioned when we were chatting uh, on Messenger is that uh, Jake isn't violent and. Me and my younger brother, who also has ADHD, we both have um, anger management issues. Uh, and we definitely, like, had the aggressive side of ADHD. Um, me, more so, it was, like, running around and chasing after people and being very excitable. And then my brother, like, very screamy and loud and all that stuff. And I'm... I just, uh, like, I want... That's something I want to talk about because I think you mentioned your brother was aggressive and, like, I... Yeah, so, like, with regards to um, myths and the misconceptions of ADHD, like, I think it's interesting that you pointed that out. And I just want to, I guess, listen to what you have to say about, like, teachers maybe saying yeah. that. So, um, the reason why I think I mentioned that at that moment was because that same day, um, ah. there is a constant attempt to exclude from any excursions. Right. And yeah, so if from I don't school it, from school, what? yeah. So and so it's it is it's so funny because on the first interaction between myself and this year's teacher, who is a wonderful woman, and uh, I'm I feel really fortunate that we have her this year, um, because last year was bad. And but anyhow, so this year they went to Pioneer Village. Um, this teacher talked to me for, I couldn't get a word in edgewise for two hours because all she wanted to do was talk about how fantastic he was and show me all these pictures about how interactive he was in the play that they did. And within two weeks of that happening, it was like, you or my partner have to take the time off work and escort him on an outing. And I just don't understand how you have historically we're in grade three now yeah. and there has never been an issue on an outing mm -hmm. and you just talked to me for two hours about how amazing he was at pioneer village and Dude, now i need to extra supervision <laughs> he seems pretty chill i yeah. mean I'm well just saying, and I, I think my little brother couldn't even sit still like this even with a phone and like, and no. it's you know <laughs> it's it's amazing to me like how Okay, so he's in the classroom and he's bored. Yeah. And she's told me that, you know, he's great up until about 2.30, but I think the meds are wearing off. Can you talk to the doctor and see if you can get, like, another dose in there? Oh, I've, That's so I've definitely gotten that. <laughs> if, if someone came up to me and said that to me about my son, I would be like, excuse me? Yeah, and like, so, and, and the moment, you really get this back-against-the-wall kind of feeling, especially before the meds were in the picture, right? Mm -hmm. And you have all of these, like, authority figures kind of, like, making, again, like I mentioned earlier, making you feel like you don't know what you're doing doing and this is a result you know and he's never hurt anybody mm -hmm. um he 
I really feel like there is a lot of mountains being made here from yeah. maybe little anthills, you know? And I'm not just saying that because I'm his mom and I'm his advocate and stuff. It's, <laughs> you know, like... To me, it sounds like they're making mountains out of molehills based on my own upbringing and my little brother. Like, there's no reason to exclude him from stuff. My little brother was extremely hyperactive, like we just said. Could not sit still like this the mm-hmm. whole time. Like, not even for two minutes. And... They never called their parents and said, "Oh, he can't go on this because he's too hyperactive." You know what they did? They just put him with a gr- they just put him with a smaller group of students when they went out with parent jackets. Well, and, and, and he's not the. Be. But they always made accommodations for him without complaining to my. And that's about the thing, it. right? Yeah. Like he does have an IEP. He is supposed to have accommodations, oh, and they yeah. I you it doesn't matter. They don't follow it anyway. Oh, I grew up in the south. Like I grew up in New Orleans, so I know for a fact they don't. They're low funding. They're not doing anything. Yeah, and so. You know, it's. I really, really have tried, and my he's not on the hyperactive. Uh, he's on the impulse, yeah. and he also That's has the uh, um, the blurting out, and oh, and so I, so so I mentioned that meeting about the Pioneer Village and how it was amazing, and she was like, oh, my son was a superstar, and she had her tablet out, and she was showing me all these pictures. <laughs> so it went from that to two weeks later from talking about how rude and how he blurts out, and there were three different times where I interjected, and I said. <gasps> It's almost like he has an impulse disorder. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to say something? No? Okay. Well, I'm just. Done. Okay. We're just talking about yeah. you. Know, yeah, I'm talking about you like you're not even here, okay? So just. <laughs> but, you know. So yeah. I just kind of have to really pick my battles and also we've been fortunate we uh, were on a wait list for a really long time with CAMH and now we have some child and youth workers at our disposal so now when they come to me with oh he didn't want to go outside today and asked if he could stay in the office at recess yeah that was me I, I, you're calling me at work to tell me this so they're yeah. pathologizing and that's another like it's yeah, so it's kind yeah. of like and then he's telling me like she, I feel like I'm being followed you know yeah. like and it's kind of like our, like, because to me, like I hang out with him and all his friends, and I don't see him like a sore thumb, you know. So That's I'm so like, oh. so it is. It has been increasingly difficult and challenging to navigate, and yeah. So I I don't believe that he is a safety risk. Yeah. Um, do I, I do I <laughs> um, if and I think their issue is is that. He is somebody who is, there is something that he doesn't want to do. It is going to take some convincing to get him to do it. And I think that's wherein lies their worry. Well, what if we're getting off the bus and he doesn't want to get off? Well, I don't know. You work with children for a living. Maybe you have some strategies on those professional development days that you go to once a month. Like, maybe ask a professional. Probably. You know, and um, have, like, we set a precedent before we leave and it's followed and I feel like they're they're making these kind of guidelines for him with no historical evidence other than he learns better outside of the classroom yeah, yeah so, I was gonna say wouldn't the, out, yeah, the yeah. outings like wouldn't they be more helpful yeah. to his learning I was definitely like the hands on learner and like yeah, I yeah. when Wikipedia first became a big thing like yeah. I would read like I it. And, oh. click, and I would get into a Wikipedia yeah. hole love those Wikipedia like, blog oh my holes. god my Wikipedia holes were the greatest <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I remember like when Wikipedia first came out and everyone thought it was legit and not just people on the internet like well just now it's way more legit they it should is, have editors now, now they have to like, yeah. edit it but 
maybe five years ago it wasn't but like it's only Jinx, my it's mom Jinx. got me the cd of it because i was i was a very CD. academic kid like there was a cd to install it i remember so like <laughs> yeah. that's hilarious and i was so so excited about it because i think the biggest myth or not myth the biggest misconception that i dealt with was that people would compare me to my brother because we went to the same school uh, for like two years. And they always saw that he was, we were both brats. We were definitely both brats, not gonna lie, but we were brats in different ways. I would, as you said, like I would blurt things out, especially if it was something I was interested in. Like I was very interested in dinosaurs and medieval times. So we would be learning something in class and I'd be like, did you know this? And what about this? And did you know that the reason that they had those windows was so that they could shoot arrows through them when they were under siege and blah. <laughs> Whereas my brother, um, he would just like, uh, get into fights like he still did this as an adult uh, I think it's because he doesn't really know how to express himself in a good way but the teachers would always compare us and so because my brother was always kind of on the lower end of things academic wise I would always be so happy whenever my mom would like let me explore more academic things like anytime I wanted to read uh, an academic book that we weren't learning in class she would be like sure here here's the book let's go to chapters like she denies this, but she got me a lot of uh, books on witchcraft when I was really into it. <laughs> she denies it. I'm like, no, 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 you got those for me. I didn't have any money at that time. <laughs> so I was 10, like, uh, so anytime I was allowed to do those things, I was very excited because my mom definitely uh, thought that because we had ADHD, we were all creative. And like my sister who also has ADHD, she, um, she is much more creative, like artistically. So my mom would put us all in art class and I hated art class. I could never follow along with it. Like I wasn't that, I'm artistic in I guess a creative like writing way or academic way. Um, whereas she was artistic in a drawing sense. So I would always be bad in the classes and hate it. And I would always like finish things early because I thought it was a race. And then I realized there was still a half hour. So I would continue painting and then it looked ugly and then I would just hate it. So when I got to do these academic things, it made me excited because I was like, this is what I want to do. And people aren't just thinking like, you have ADHD, you're going to be a musical genius, so you're going to be the next Pablo Picasso. Like, I hate hearing that when people are like, did you know that this famous dead artist had ADHD? That explains why they're so creative. Like, I'm sick and tired of that. I think that's, that's the biggest too. misconception that I have dealt with. I don't know. That's funny because, like, of all of all the myths and misconceptions, like, that's not so bad. That's not so bad. I mean, like, fine, whatevs. People with ADD are super creative. Like, sure, whatevs. Um, the thing that pisses me off to no end is the people that are like, oh, my God, I can't focus. Oh, my God. I, can't. I have, I'm, so I'm, I'm having such an ADD moment. Come on. And it's just like, oh like, my no, god, maybe it's just no! You had, like, four frappuccinos this morning. Yeah, or like it's not interesting to you, so you can't focus on it. Yeah. Or yeah. you're like thinking you're not trying, Way or to make you're my tired, or like mental yeah. issue into something trivial and fleeting. That's that's what irks me yeah. to that's, no end. Yeah. It's like all of the other things, like. Fine, sure, whatever. Maybe like the the like super hyper aggressive one also is like right under there, but that's like sort of close. Yeah. But it's no, no, no. That that like I just can't focus. I must have ADD is is 
the worst thing in the yeah, world. Yeah, same for, I mean. I call everyone out when they want to hear it. Like, um, I have partial uh, OCD tendencies, but mainly from my anxiety, because, my anxiety and ADHD because I've gotten so used to like setting up um, systems in place so I can be yeah. on time and have things done. So I have all these habits developed. And then because of that, it's like spearheaded a little bit of OCD, but I definitely try to never say like, oh, I'm so OCD or oh, because I had to change the volume on the TV from 24 to 25 because it's a multiple of five, like, which I really do have to do. Um, I like, I can't stand when people say, oh, I'm so OCD. Yeah, I, yeah, I had to yeah. clean my apartment because my mom was coming over. It's like, yeah, of course you had to clean your apartment because your mom was coming over. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not yeah, OCD. Mom's over, she's judge <laughs> exactly. That's not OCD. Like, and people will say like, I have a friend who has ADHD. Like they don't take Adderall. They don't take the Ritalin. Yeah. So like, why can't you? Or it's like people who will be like, oh, cool. Like, you know, I have trouble concentrating. I wish I, I could get some of that. Yeah. And like, yeah. like, you know, I wish I, I, wish, I, I was like, lucky enough like, to yeah, have I, like, I didn't need to I know. I would love to be able to like, yeah. yeah, not have to like well, take something just to be able to like read or whatever. Yeah. It's you know, very expensive. A really fun one is when uh, people ask me if I've tried Mountain Dew. What? Well, my mom did it with my well, it has a lot of sugar. and yeah. it did work for him. But yes, the caffeine did. But the sugar in that, so it would be it like if you could do, do, if you could yeah, do a, like a coffee shot. That's like an actual yeah, thing, right? But it's just like now everything that we know about sugar, it's like and dye. Like yeah, no, I. You shouldn't be putting your kid in And then I can. So I'm on all these message boards, and I can see like a whole feed about this and. And the other one is, um, sure. Yeah. Um, and the other one is um, the the CBD oil. Oh no, that's yeah. that's simple. Yeah. yeah. Before I started taking um, medication, I would sometimes take. It's just like this kind of like almost like a pseudoephedrine thing, but different, yeah, like called primatine. Like yeah, and so I would take that with caffeine pills. And I mean, you feel really weird. Like you feel like you can like see through time or something, <laughs> but it would be like still more effective. Than, like, it's like the first time you take Adderall and it's just a little smidge too high. Oh God, yeah. Like, oh. I yeah. Yeah, and I, I had this like awful like stomach ache, but I was like, well, I mean, it's worth it. I, yeah. like, my stomach hurts so bad, but like, I, it, my life is better otherwise. I guess I, I guess this is my new life. I have a stomach ache every day for the rest of my life. Yeah. See, that's how I feel on Adderall occasionally, especially when I was in university and had to take it, uh, you know, constantly a few times a day just because I'd be studying for however many hours. I remember like many, many times, you know, be working on some project and kind of have this realization that it's like, wow, I... I feel like absolute crap oh, right yes. now. Like I feel just like That's... all of my muscles are tense. My brain is tired, but it's like, okay, well too bad. So sad. You feel like crap. So then you can get your work done. Keep doing it. Like it's not like, like a, and... Oh, I want to try to do my homework now. Like, maybe, no. maybe this is again, because I've been medicated my whole life or whatevs, but, uh, or maybe it's completely a separate issue and I just have chronic pain. <laughs> But uh, I have chronic pain, and that's just my my normal. My normal is feeling like shit. Yes, chronic um, pain as well. Yeah, so like so like that, and that feeling in your stomach. My my family that that would be like that's our on cue. Like that's that's what we always that associate. Means with like happening. yeah, that's like we're <laughs> we're medicated, we're ready to go. Like 
let's let's go, family. Feel like shit. Want to die? <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> like that equates that feeling equates to like productivity and efficiency, and so you're like you reframe it for yourself, mm-hmm. and it, it's no longer feeling like shit as much as it's like. I am in the medicated realm now. Right. It just yeah. feels like medicated, yeah. not feels like shit. Um, which well, it still feels like shit, good, but, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> Definitely see your, I mean, like a change of perspective, and you know yeah. that despite feeling this way, it also, I feel focused, so that's, so you know, it's a side effect that somebody has to live but, with. But, al- but also, let me be clear that if your medication is consistently making you feel like shit and you're taking it on like a full stomach and whatever, talk you to should your probably talk to your doctor <laughs> and rethink the meds that you're taking and yeah. maybe interactions with other things because that's probably not a good call. And yeah. that's, <laughs> that's one of the, I guess, merits of ADHD medication um, is that it can come into effect quickly like within a day or two and it wears off yeah. sort of quickly you like, don't have to wait that exactly like if you're taking antidepressants like oh. exactly like when i was trying antidepressants um and trying to figure out which one to get on like it was so horrible and i remember um well it wasn't horrible but it was annoying and like it's annoying because it's took like a, a minimum six months of yeah care. So I was on Zola for a bit, and it was working fine. So I told my doctor, and he was like, okay, well, let's try um, and up your dosage. Because uh, my regular GP, she was on maternity leave, so he took over, and he was nice. Um, and I remember there was one time when I was, like, watching TV, and a commercial came on, and I started crying, and I was like, I feel like I have my period every day. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. Yeah. So I told him, and he was like, no, 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 you're not, no, 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 like, We'll switch you to something else. But you have to be on it for so long. Whereas with ADHD meds, at least you you can stick your toes yeah, in a yeah, different exactly. like, you can find the prescription thing that all the best time. For your biochemistry. Yeah. It's a lot easier and all. I'm really glad That's that true. mine was pretty simple. It was like Adderall, you're great. Good. Uh, <laughs> Adderall really everybody should yeah. should start with Adderall it's because the it, one. it's it really is the glory drug. If Adderall was consistently available to me throughout my life. I probably wouldn't have yeah. switched to all the other ones that I switched to and ultimately ended on Vyvanse. Now that's well, that's Vyvanse my groove. With a, with exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, now it's my groove, so I'm cool with it. But, uh, but yeah, Adderall is... Yeah, so I can't even get this one that is uh, uh, circulating out there. Um, it's called Intuniv. I'm not sure. Oh, I knew one. Yeah. Well, I don't know. If <laughs> you're so name. excited. I thought it was like a patch or something. Like, so no, 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 not the patch. Not the patch. I'm thinking. No, no, no. I'm thinking that it's the one that's supposed to be like the non the non-stimulant. Uh, non, non-stimulant. Yeah. Yeah. Stratera. Yeah. I took that. No good. Like. I couldn't sleep. I would wake up at like three in the morning every night for three hours. Yes. No, no, no. Stratera and Concerta were the two that are linked to the most dangerous side effects. I think that Intuniv's like, um, what you would call it name is Gar... Guanfacine or something like that. Oh, just like yeah. 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 Exactly. Like, blah, blah, blah. like a And so I I noticed, and it's only like a one or a two milligram. I think like the highest dose Dang. is probably four. Okay. And so Ooh. we started What's him off at one, uh, one, one milligram. And I noticed that he suddenly like, so basically he developed insomnia. 
Yeah, yeah, but um, so that it was, it was heartbreaking. So it was, it was, and it's really yeah. heartbreaking to watch your baby go through this, right? And so he's fall like the school's calling me. He's like, we can't even wake him up. He's in such a deep sleep, like. And I was like, okay, okay. okay. my bedtime then. And but yeah. and and that's when I and that's when I was giving it to him. Oh. And then they said try giving it to him in the morning. So then maybe like whenever yeah. it's right. then he still wait. had it. Still was yeah. doing well, it. Like my concerta initially said take at night. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. Concerta, that's oh. Yeah, and so I used to take concerta in the morning. No. And so I, I was so livid about that piece. And then uh, we went to concerta, and no. and he was like, it's making me angry. Yeah. So I no. was like, yeah. 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 So I was like, no. That's a scary. No, it's like sort of scary. Because it's very crashy. Like I remember, I was taking concerta when I started doing jujitsu. I did really well. I did really well for a girl who was only ninety-seven pounds at the time. Yeah, Yeah. that's good. So, and then we ended up on five bands and yeah, hallelujah. Yeah. So, um, since we've gone to the topic of medication, and this uh, definitely has to do with the misconceptions that we all face. how does everyone, what, okay, what is the biggest annoyance um, with how ADHD meds are represented in media that you have seen? If anyone has seen. Because I always notice that. That they're that just like some them. stupid party drug for college kids to pass that on. That's what, so yeah. annoying. Like, stop. Like, I understand that that is a problem, but kids aren't using it as a party drug. And if they are, like... Those are those kids kids are, are using it. Yeah, I don't know how people yeah. are eating those. Like why? They yeah. do look squishy. They yeah. do. They, they do look delicious. I like I so looked at one the other day because my sister got some in a trial, and I'm like, I I can see how people are eating these. I don't know. I think tangents in this podcast. Uppers more than I was I lived in New Orleans up until 2017. So uh, I moved here in October 2017. Um, so like people don't, we don't use uppers really to part. Like there's some people that do, but generally like people are just too busy getting drunk because well, we, yeah, it's, we, it's have drive through, we have drive through daiquiri Not shops, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 like I was different. paying two bucks for a pint of highlight at my yeah, favorite different. bar and I could do laundry there and get tater tots. That's great. And we have We're like two, two or three law schools. We have like four medical schools. There's like a ton, like, like really, really high end universities and stuff down there. So like, Shit, we even had the Xavier Pharmacy School. I totally forgot about that. Um, so we had Xavier and Dillard <laughs> Pharmacy School. We had a bunch of engineering schools. So like, stu- it was more like students. It was just tons of students. New Orleans is like hospitality, medical, and universities, and that's like pretty much it. Outside of that, it's like shipping. And so it's not like Mardi Gras and Horror Story Coven shows. No, it's definitely not quite like that. No, so it's it like. So for me, like, I remember the first time I was telling the story about, like, um, how I was getting medication after I lost my insurance and stuff, mm-hmm. after I aged out of having health insurance because the U.S. flows like that. Yeah. Um, so uh, how I was, like, I have my friend who's a doctor uh, down, and he would, you know, he would fill my prescription and pay for half of it, and then he would give me the 30 milligram uh, instant release tablets because yeah. those are still legal in the U.S., um, and oh. I would take half. Because, well, because I can't take the XR because I get insomnia. No, I, have, I know. I have those to take the those instant quick release. tabs are the glory. Yeah, There's... and we can't get them in Canada. So no, no, no we can't. I have to get my prescription filled in the U.S. by my mom, and my mom has to mail it to me. And that, oh, is, Jesus. that is hundreds yeah. of dollars for 30 bucks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's $100 for a 90 day prescription of the generics. You got, you have a good deal. And that's not even a good deal. It's just Walgreens. 
Yeah, it's just Dang. Walgreens. Yeah, they have their own thing. Anyway, Dang, so Walmart it was a hundred bucks for a thirty day prescription. Really he would sad. take half and then he would yeah. sell it to the med students at the school he just yeah. graduated from. <laughs> oh yeah. god. So it's like mm-hmm. Like, it's for me, like, I guess it is a party drug in a lot of places, but, like, I always, it always pisses me off because I'm, like, I always see students trying to get Adderall. Or, yeah. like, when I was working in the service industry, like, Red Bulls don't cut it. Like, the, Red Bull advertises so hard to the service industry in New Orleans because that's, like, mm-hmm. all there is is, like, mm-hmm. service industry and students and medical and shipping. And so... Um, medical won't touch it. I know. Like, the tourism industry... For you. Yeah, the tourism industry brings in the, like... The tourism industry in New Orleans funds most of the state, mm-hmm. so it's it's a massive industry. So like Red Bull markets to us like crazy. But I remember when I was working in restaurants, people would try to buy like the because ta- they knew I had the short release yeah, yeah. tablets. They would try to buy them off of me all the time because they're like, I've been here, I've been working four doubles this week. You know, we're making two bucks an hour, so we have to freaking hustle and. So it's like, oh, I want to buy it. I'm like, I can't sell this to you. Like, I need this. I'm working this job. I'm also a martial arts instructor. I do graphic design on the side. Like, I have shit that I have to keep together. I can't afford to run out of this medicine. You know, sorry. I guess yeah. a lot. But yeah. So it's like, I always hated it when people were like, oh, I just want to do it. Like, no, stop. Like, I need this. This is like a thing that I need for my life. Stop ruining it for me. That's how... The short release tablets get banned in an entire country. Yeah, it's hard for me yeah. To thank get the you very much for ruining my childhood. Like, I hate that I have to go to the U.S. to get my fucking medicine. Like, it's I true, can't yeah. take extended release Adderall, and I'm not willing to take any of the other medicines because none of them have worked. And there's no such thing as short release by advance. That's what Adderall is. That's so true. So it's like I need short release because for me, working in restaurants, my shifts are like. You know, I can work three days where I'm in from 8 to 8, and then uh-huh. sometimes I'll be in from 6 a.m. to, you know, 4 in the afternoon, and sometimes I'll be in from 5 to 2 a.m. Yeah. So, like, I have to have short release because I can't be on a regular schedule with work. And so it's really annoying when people are like, oh, I just want to buy a couple pills off you so I can make it through the day. <laughs> like, or, you know, or the party drug thing. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah, it's, so it's really frustrating. And, like, one um, misconception with medication that will not not one, this, this one is pretty big, um, was, I, so there's this YouTube channel, it's a cooking channel called The Brothers Green, and they're these Jewish brothers in New York, and they make like a lot of stoner food, uh, munchy food, and they're like, <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, we're The Brothers Green. Make the totally normal butter. So there's one episode, because one of the brothers, he is like a little more eccentric. He's got curly Jufro, and like he's like, wah! And so you can always tell that he has ADHD. And he does an episode on it where he's talking about it. And for the first bit, I'm like, this is like me. This is my childhood. I relate so much. And then he goes, and all my friends told me that I would act like such a robot and such an asshole when I was on my meds. And then I finally looked at my Adderall, and I realized, Adderall, it's ADD for all. They're trying to get us all on these meds. And then he goes on a big pharma tangent, like, okay, I'm subscribed. Uh, Don't you hate when your conspiracy theories make you less credible as a human being? (laughs) (laughs) But that's that's the thing that um, bothers me, I guess, the most. And, like, it's something that my mom holds on to. My mom also has ADHD, and she takes... I think she takes Concerta. I don't remember what she takes. Um, but, like, she will always send me things of, like, how your diet can help you or how, mm. like, your depression is uh, caused by this. Just and how you don't oil. Yeah, and how yeah. you don't need... Yeah, I remember that was... How you don't need all of these things. My mom, uh, 
She wow. believes in angels, Reiki healing, um, having her lymph noids cured by having someone like shine a light over her. And so everything but medication. Everything but medication. There was one time she took me to her uh, Reiki healer and like I was really sad because this boy I was dating was like, oh, sorry, I'm not free tonight, Lola. And I was like, oh, no, my life is ruined. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the lady, like, she turned all the lights on low and she had nice calm music and it smelled nice. And then she's shining this, like, warm light on me. And my mom's like, so do you feel better? And I'm like, well, yeah, someone was shining a nice light on me in a dimly lit room. Like, I don't understand where. That's like, yeah, where's the medical department? That's how it works. Like, yeah, it's it's I feel better. Like, you just exposed me to a sad light. Exactly. <laughs> and <laughs> another one um, that was, it, it was a bit on the money, but also kind of uh, frustrating is um, it was in an episode of uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And if no one watches it, that's fine. <laughs> but you should! I just think it's I so boring, show. I can never Shush. get into it. So the crazy rich lady, I can't remember her name, uh, her son. The one with the white lady who's like, I'm Native American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so her son Buckley, um, his his teachers are saying like, you know, he's a problem child. Like, maybe you should do something. So she goes to her doctor and her doctor prescribes her with like fake name. All the kids have ADHD medication. He's like, he doesn't need any prescription or whatever. We just say all the kids have it, like, la, 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 giving it to her willy-nilly. And he starts behaving, but the reason he's behaving is because the meds, like, take away his personality. It makes him a robot, which, yes, is true, but yeah. also at the same time, it's annoying because we hear people say, like, well, I don't want my child to take their meds because it's going to destroy their creativity and their imagination. That's not true at all. And it used to so be then, true. then in the like, episode, really? yeah, she like, accidentally also takes it. And then um, she, like, sees what he sees because <laughs> all her, like, oh, passion yeah, is taken away from oh my her. God. <laughs> and she's like, oh, no. And so she throws out his meds and then they go run around the playground. And she's like, yay. So it's both a good representation, but also a bad representation, I think, because it shows, it's like, it is true that our meds make us plain or blank to a degree. Or can. Can, it yes, can. it can. And it, it's, it's, yeah. it's, the, it's the binary robot thing. And it's not, yeah. it's not so much that it's like, that it makes you bland, but but what it does to, to uh, organize your brain is sort of turning you into that that sort of one zero binary logic machine to get you through your tasks. Well, that's like more like I'm robot. like, oh hell yeah, I'm gonna get some work done now. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, like, see, but the, so but this is like the. But it's a choice. Also, though, I, it's, I it's challenging because because I like I again I grew up with all of these early meds before they were able to do what they're able to do now, and it literally was night and day and I have so many traumas still surrounding all of those memories um, and the struggles that 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 I felt during recess time trying to play with my friends try to communicate to them that I was happy and I was enjoying myself there I just couldn't smile yeah. at the time mm-hmm. um, thankfully like like I was saying we have proper medications now and and hopefully more insightful doctors to be like, okay, these are the, the things that, that your child needs. And it's not and it's not just like, 
you're going to be a robot mm -hmm. for school, and then on the weekends, you're going to be creative. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because also, to another token, like, I, as soon as I started taking my medication consistently and not doing the, the school on weekend off thing, mm -hmm. everything got way better. So, anybody who's listening and, and, and wants to... <laughs> You know, get into medication or whatever. <laughs> um, you know, like I, I, I can just recommend that that even even psychologically coming to terms with with that duality of self um, is is so much easier and and feels feels so much truer, more authentic, I guess, mm -hmm. when you when you can play with your dosage mm -hmm. as opposed to just completely going on and off. Oh, remember how we were mentioning that like insomnia was one of the, the yeah. side effects and that really angry feeling and now we're mentioning the robot. Do you think that it's just like a bad side effect of the yeah. medication then? I think, like, I think it is it is a common side effect of mm -hmm. all of the medications. Mm -hmm. The key is finding the degrees of difference between the medications for I, you. I also think that with me, like the, the comparison I can take it to is like when you compare like... Um, like a sky view of uh, the streets of Boston, and it, they're like notoriously. We all know the streets of Boston. Yeah, they're all. Well, no, no, no. Like if you look down at a map, and like notoriously, Boston is one of those places that's never been built on a grid. All the roads, oh. you know, like oh, okay. yeah, yeah, it's okay. cow trails. They took carriage that trails paid. that right, they just right, paved. Right. So if you look at Boston, there's show. no rhyme or reason to that's any way the streets go. But if you go to mm -hmm. New York City, everything's grid. Based. Everything's on the grid. So for me, it's like it's a really good like visual. It's like oh well, the difference between me and my medication is like oh well, without medication it's like Boston but if it's if I'm on my medication it's more like New York everything's just mm -hmm. lined up mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily change it's like I wouldn't say it changes my personality I just say it organizes my thoughts better because for me like people one of the other misconceptions I wanted to touch on a while back but I'm going to do oh, it right. now is that a lot of people will say oh well you're not hyperactive why would you need to be on right, right. Yeah. Yeah. and I'm like just like I had yeah. it's when Ooh, they I took ADD and ADHD yeah. and just combined them under the umbrella of ADHD and then people yeah. get confused I'm yeah. like I have ADHD not non-attentive but impulsive type yeah it's really mm -hmm. annoying but um <laughs> it's uh, so I have the inattentive type which mm -hmm. means I'm not like hyperactive but like I still have the like chat yeah, yeah. 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 it's like I have I have like the key like symptoms for ADHD though like speaking really quickly which you do too yeah. I was like yes I finally have someone who talks as fast as I do yes. um, so it's like you get the, the really quick talking and they'll talk at people talking Slow down, slow down. Can you breathe? Are I you breathing? And I'm like, I was in choir. I learned how to breathe and talk. <laughs> <laughs> I breathe through my nose. Ha 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 ha. So, um, no, so I always like, I feel like I'm, I come off when I'm not on my meds, I come off as being like much more bubbly and blah, blah, blah. But it's because I'm just like blurting stuff out yeah. all the yeah. time. Like there's no rhyme or reason to my thoughts. Like I'll sit there and I'll be like, Hmm, I wonder when the most appropriate time is gonna be to wear this hat that I have that says make crawfish a dollar ninety-seven pound again, but it looks too much like a MAGA hat, so I'm not gonna wear it. And then the next <laughs> thought I'll have is what am I cooking for dinner tonight? When is Shauna's birthday? Yeah. Huh, I should call DJ later. And it's like that train of thought. Like, no, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, that, because yeah, that's yeah. what it is. But then when it's like when I'm on or my medication, it's train. like when it's on my medication, all of a sudden that thought about that MAGA hat look-alike joke hat that I have is, is all of a sudden like you know, the whole thought. And I yeah. can actually yeah. finish that thought and understand why hey, I wish we're in public in Toronto. And this you know, and this is and this is my my question then. Though. Like for, for people oh, that do choose to go yeah. on and off their meds so day to day, mm -hmm. like if you if you if you know 
how how well your brain and thoughts can function why would you choose not to and i guess that may go back to the feeling like shit thing so like yeah i don't really feel like shit anymore that was like the first week basically yeah. i was just like well yeah. guess this, this is but it's like but I actually like cut my dose way down if I, on weekends or if I'm yeah. not going to be working or something yeah. because I, I worry about to like... To be fair, I'm also on the yeah. lowest dose now. Cutting yeah, down I, I, I worry about the cardiovascular off. effects. I know it makes my heart beat faster yeah, yeah, and like my blood yeah, pressure yeah, higher. Yeah, so I'm like, all right. For financial reasons too. Yeah. That, yeah. that yeah. I didn't even so think like I, I can like stretch the dose farther. Yeah. Which is such a shame. This is why I like the tablets is because I have a pill splitter. So if I'm like, I know I'm only going to be working like, hey... Yeah, uh, four hours today mm-hmm. instead of twelve. Like then I can split my pill into four pieces, and also I'm only taking seven and a half milligrams instead of thirty. That's why yeah. I don't like yeah. the XRs. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, oh, medicate like, and I hate whenever like when you. I, I hate it whenever I accidentally take too much because I can tell. Oh and god, it's so bad. I'm like, if I have like, a long day and I take three of those yeah. those mm-hmm. quarter pieces of my pill, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have taken that third one. I should have just had a cup of tea. Yeah, like it's hard, mm-hmm. you know, because it's it's really easy to overdose on stuff like that, and even like a tiny like like not medically threatening overdose can still really disrupt like how you feel throughout the day because it does you like yeah, you get those chest pains and you get like kind of hard to breathe yeah and, and you feel a little like yeah and you're just like, like it's like you're floaty I've got, to, I've got to work extra hard to distract myself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've really got to buckle like, down now. And then it's like super tunnel vision and people at work are like, why are you such an asshole today? And I'm like, I just need to do all of the stock list now. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, my job is very solitary, so it's like, expect that I'm just going to go sit down at my computer with my headphones on. Yeah. And yeah. like, chew gum. Work for seven hours and feel like it's only like, been two. just going to sit here for eight. Yep. Mm. For the rest of my life. Mm. But we all eat lunch for our desks anyway, so it works out. Ah, that's a sign of a bad work culture. It's also interesting. You know, I'd, I'd rather work straight through and then go, go home earlier. Well, that's more. that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair. So I'm also, taking medication. I, I don't want to stop working anyway. I so. also like yeah, because I'm of blurting things out. Yeah. I'm yes, really I really struggle with that. things at inopportune times. Like I, when I was younger, and still am. Like I'm into horror. I'm into serial killers. I'm into all this weird, funky stuff. Like weird science, as I mentioned in a few episodes ago. So like. I want to blurt something out and be like, did you know that the serial killer got caught because they did this thing and la 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 Like, um, and when you're in a workplace setting and you want people to think you're normal, you're just sitting with your legs you're crossed like, and you're like, I know, and then you're yeah. like, in your brain, you're like, do I say it? Do I say it? What can I say? How do I make it And then you forget it so much about And then you have no idea what just happened for the last 10 minutes. At least, at least in my experience of work environment and all of my quirks and peculiarities and whatever and whatever, it's it's less about wanting them all to think that I'm normal and more about like not wanting to invade their spaces. Mm. Yeah, and it's like an over cautious cautiousness until I realize that like. Oh hey, they're cool with that boundary crossing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna sing what I'm doing as I'm doing it periodically throughout the day, and mm. thankfully my work is cool with that. That's nice. Um, yeah, but uh, no, I okay. So love the tangents, but but <laughs> my 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 brain again. This is I maybe an ADHD ADHD thing. Uh, maybe just my thing. But I realized throughout my history and my life with ADHD and counselors and whatever, whatever, that my brain functions 
just like everyone else, if not better than everyone else, except it functions slower. Um, and and it's 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 not the it's not the the worst thing. It's just something that I have to uh, recognize and understand, and then and then conform to. You know, instead of fighting it, being like, yes, this is my this is my quirk. How am I going to make this work for me? Um, <coughs> so like. Uh, Again, brain is is all over the place today. What was I saying? What was I Imagine saying? Imagine that on an ADHD podcast. <laughs> yeah. But but um, regardless of what I was just saying, the other thing that I also wanted to say about what we were saying before, um, in terms of uh, medication and like robot mode and mm-hmm. and how to sort of navigate all of that, um, etc. And you you mentioned CBD oil. Or, or oh, treatments. Yeah. People are like over and and about it and so I I am never one to 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 say like yes or no to any holistic methods or or whatever. But again, from personal experience, I can't speak on CBD in particular. But I know that once I incorporated um, smoking cannabis knowledgeably mm-hmm. into into my medication routine, mm-hmm. I have had uh, exponential benefits to the point of of counteracting. That, that robot mode of being able to to function in that New York grid yeah. while also, you know, randomly having an outburst on a side street and, like, mm-hmm. going down this side street yeah. having like, a crazy, like, 20-minute adventure. Going down and then, the main, you, you know, like, checking out 68. Yeah, and then joining the, the grid again and getting, yep. you know, my shit done and, and, like, somebody tapping on my shoulder and me being able to smile to them and, you know, coming up with problem-solving solutions mm-hmm. while still functioning in that that robot binary grid um and so i'm not recommending people go out and get high but i do strongly think that the medications that that we have at our disposal today um are are numbered and they shouldn't be exclusive to amphetamines um Mm -hmm. that that there's always um that it's especially with adhd and add people i know have have uh found much more success in combinations of, of uh, ADD medication, yeah. SSRIs, or or cannabis, or uh, you know S-M-D-I's. any well, yeah uh, the other the other one S- SSR uh, it's like SSRIs yeah thank you yeah but no there's SSRI and then yeah yeah and then there's the other one that and then and then also straight up treatment and then also not to really scoff at it I know everyone says diet and blah 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 whatever and I went to I went to numerous dietitians and nutritionists and all this junk and whatever but on Honestly, I love the brain-gut connection is not something to scoff at. This is real shit. And it Very always, true. like everything else in the world, it comes down to just respecting yourself and respecting your body. And if you do good to it, it's going to do good to you. <laughs> yeah. I like killing myself with crap. I will, say, like, I, I, will um, I don't respect my body, some, but, you know. Apparently <laughs> it works. Just saying. <laughs> I love McDonald's. I'm just going to say. My body if, if is a when I'm loading but, it with cheeseburgers. Um, yeah. <laughs> that is something that, like, I will definitely agree with. I mean, I don't have the best diet. I know I need to get more veggies in and more fruits and all that fun stuff. But my, one of my exes, he has, because uh, he's, he's still alive and still has it, uh, he has Crohn's, and um, his doctor once, like, he came home with this piece of paper that said all these things he should eat and all these things that he should avoid. And 
his mom and I, like, we worked on what he was going to eat because that's what we did. Because <laughs> uh, why would he do it? And um, I remember, like, when he and I were living together, there would be times I would come home from work and he would be like, I got myself some McDonald's because I was hungry. And then the next day, he would tell me, he's like, I can't go into work. I have a flare-up. I'm like, maybe it's the McDonald's. Yeah. And then then anytime I would dare question, say, like, you know, maybe you should follow that uh, that diet that your doctor gave you. No, he only said I need to do that when I have a flare-up. No, no, no. I'm pretty no. sure what your doctor no. said was you need to eat these things to avoid having yeah. constant flare-ups. That's what I think the doctor said. And this maybe parallels also to the whole, like, consistency of taking medication. Yeah. Well, and especially people, oh, fine, maybe not. Maybe that's a stretch. <laughs> but but uh, nonetheless, it leads into what I also wanted to say, which I forgot I wanted to say before, okay. which is all about routine. Routine. Is, is how, how important and significant it is for people with ADHD and ADD yes. to like have people, a routine, to have some sort of structure. Because we're we Yeah, we need that. And so that's why also I find that like every day I wake up two hours before my intended time to wake up so that I can take my medication so that when I wake up, I'm ready to go, and I know that if I take my medication at 6 a.m., I'll be able to sleep by 11, mm-hmm. if not earlier. So it's like, you know, you, you, you find your routine, you find your, your pattern, and then the, the better you are at sticking with your productive pattern, the better you are going to be. Right, like people, that's one of the misconceptions also. People yeah. talk about like, oh yeah, you take, you take this medication, then you're just done, you're fine. And no, it's like, no. no. no like, I have my work so rituals. I, I yeah. have to do like really specific things to work well, like, you know, chewing gum and listening to specific music. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't work at a coffee shop. It's like, same yeah. here, yeah. yeah. It's like, I have to have this ritual in order to, but like the medication gets me to the point where that helps. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. Where yes. that, yes. that yes. I can do it. Do the ritual. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to touch on that too because like for me, I actually don't take a really high dose and I do that on right. purpose because I don't want to feel like I'm taking Adderall. I just want to take enough to help me get to a point where I can manage my symptoms myself. Yeah. Yes. And so like when I take Adderall, you know, um, if I'm in an environment where like I'm going to be easily distracted by something else or if I don't, you know, automatically focus my attention to where it needs to be, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'll just sit in a thing. It's like, that's the thing about Adderall. It doesn't help you focus on what you need to do. It right. helps yeah, you focus yeah. on what you're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if, you say, if your Adderall kicks in when you're looking at Facebook, you're on Facebook oh, for the next three hours. Trust, like, trust me, when, when my sister lived know, with me. control it yourself. Yeah. So when my sister lived with me, uh, she's on Vivance and... Because she would sometimes take Vyvanse late in the day because she also has an eating disorder, so she would take it to, like, not eat, Mm. Um, which a lot of people do regardless of having ADHD, which is another thing that uh, we have to deal with because you don't eat when you're on your medication, so Mm. your friends will be like, I want to lose weight. Can I have your meds? I've had people do that. So um, when when my sister would take her meds, um, like... I would be sleeping and wake up to go to the toilet and she would be organizing the kitchen and I'm like, dude, it's three in the morning. Yeah, I know. I took my meds so I could study, but now I'm up doing this. Well, don't you need to study? Isn't your exam at 8 a.m.? Yeah, I know. Okay. I'm going back to bed. You're going to pass out. Yeah. I guess I'm this here unless anyone has something else to add. Safe. Don't ever assume anything about anybody's ailments or, or disabilities Fair. or disorders or That's, presentations yes. or anything. Don't be an asshole. There is, there is no one way something presents and there is no one way something is dealt with. That is incredibly true. I mean, like, <laughs> I said this in my first ever episode of this that 
uh, a lot of people say like if you've met one person with autism you've met one person with autism and that applies to I think all disabilities like my brother and I, we both have ADHD, same as my sister, but like we don't act the same. Um, I just want to say thank you all for coming. It was really thank fun so to hear all your stories. Yeah, and uh, I am going to close this off by saying to all the listeners out there, um, thank you all for tuning in. And I would love if everyone would tune in next week when we talk about what it's like to get a job and most likely also get fired because that's the thing that happens to a lot of people with ADHD. So that's what we're going to talk about next week. Thank you so much and have a great weekend, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.